I never had a doubt that I would do it. I think that was kind of like my biggest blessing. Jenna Child, Cape Town professional dancer and performer. Someone who can say unequivocally, she's lived her dream. Actually going to watch a performance of Chicago in high school was, I think that was like the deciding factor. I just wanted to be on stage doing the big shows, you know. Yeah, so I definitely always wanted to do it. There's something a little unnerving about meeting someone who has charged headlong into her life. It's not just talent that separates Jenna from the rest of us. It's that crazy courage to go all in. I, th I guess it's a little, I was a little bit naive as well, in a way. There were definitely more people kind of thinking, well, what if it doesn't work out? Or let me just do this degree on the side, mm -hmm. you know, in case. And I was like, mm, no. <laughs> right now, as the pandemic pairs our lives to the bare bones of food security, health and safety, and tending to our private square meterage, the risk is we begin to see art as something merely extra and our public spaces come to reflect this grim reality. There's nothing like live theater. Like you, you, you know, that's why people love it. Like going to watch it, that's why people love being a part of it because it's never, I mean, you rehearse a musical so that it can work like clockwork. But I mean, any actor, stage actor will tell you like, it's never the same. It's not, mm. it cannot be exactly the same every night because we as humans are not exactly the same every night, you mm. know? That's the magic. And people like Jenna who believe in it, who devote their lives to being part of creating it, that is what's at stake. Like now the few got a closing, or well, they've, they've closed. <laughs> it's like we could have never known, you know. But I can't like, this can't be like the end, <laughs> you know. Can't just like be ending now, like, you know. This is Saying Goodbye, a series of conversations with Cape Town business owners and innovators, cultural architects, anchors, and ordinary folks who have, in ways big and small, meant something to us. It's a chance to celebrate what we love most and to mourn what we've lost so abruptly in the wake of COVID-19. I'm your host, writer, poet, and Cape Town transplant, Haley Gaunt. This is Saying Goodbye. The first professional show I ever did is something that's so special because you just, you know, you're there, you're on like the Artscape Opera stage and you've only ever watched people perform there. And, and Grease was always a musical that I loved. Like, what? <laughs> everyone loves it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so be, mm. to be in that show singing those songs, like, you know, when you've grown up watching Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta, that was amazing. Getting the highlights reel of Jenna's career was weirdly a lot like getting a glimpse into my own childhood mind, flashing back to fantasies of that end scene in Greece, being Sandy, suddenly transformed, in charge, owning it. Obviously Chicago, because it was probably 
like my biggest dream show to be a part of. So that was just like so surreal and getting to travel and um, perform in so many different theatres and especially China where like, I don't know when I would ever, you know, go to China and to be able to see so much. I know Jenna and I've seen her perform, but this was a rare privilege to ask all the needling questions I always worried would make me sound like some starstruck groupie. An audition is basically, I mean, for for non-theatre people, it's basically like a job interview, really. Generally, with musical theatre, you will start with a dancing round. So you'll arrive ready to dance, warmed up, you know, looking the part for the show, and um, you'll learn choreography from the show, well, typically from the show. Um, Like on the spot. Yes. Wow. So you're in a studio. Yeah, you you generally given not a lot of time to learn that sure. um, before you obviously run it with the music a few times and then they'll break you up into groups and you just get a chance to perform your heart out <laughs> and they will start making cuts after that round. So it's different for each audition, but that's the general breakdown, mm-hmm. dancing, singing, acting, and then... Then you'll have callbacks and you might have to do all of the above again or just one of the things again until they, you know, narrow down the pool of people to yeah. who they want. The idea that your livelihood could hinge on a series of tryouts is to me utterly terrifying. It's not like you can rest on your CV. You have to nail it every single time. And also, I just think in in South Africa, it's also just so different in terms of um, the amount of auditions we get Mm. and the amount of shows that you could be a part of. It's not like the West End or Broadway where there's just audition season and you audition Mm. for like a bunch of stuff and then, you know, hopefully book something. Like here, there might be like three or four big auditions a year, if that. And if you don't book a job, which, which I went through you know just after I did Greece I just didn't have any successful auditions for it for a season you know you have to just wait it out so when you do book the job and you are you just got to ride the wave and just do it I think a lot of us might need to be disabused of the idea that the work Jenna does just comes from some generous anointing of talent and therefore requires nothing more than an effortless surrendering to one's own destiny. I didn't actually mention it, but I was a swing on the show. Mm. So um, when you're a swing, you cover different roles. So we're actually not on stage every night. So um, it, that was quite difficult as well. Mm. Um, being in Chicago and not being on stage every night, which, which was it was quite tough, especially, I think, it hit us more when we we're back home because mm. you want to be on stage performing for your for your people and in Cape yes. Town I think I got one performance um which was obviously amazing but yeah that was hard it is quite like it, it has so many pros mm. and cons because mm. it definitely ends up defined being a huge part of your identity which like it defines me but there is a point where you're like well what else can I do or do you know what I mean so the last 10 years have been dedicated to yeah, this work. To shows. Like...
do you feel like you've you've sacrificed being committing to this mm. path? A lot. I mean, yeah, I think you definitely sacrifice a lot of like normal things. Um, and what everyone always gets sad about is you can't be at celebrations, you know, like milestones that other people are celebrating. I mean, weddings and birthdays and things like that. So you don't get to, to share in that because you're obviously working. I mean, yeah, working every night, you know, seven days a week is or six days a week is full on. So I think actually, Dave's had to sacrifice a lot more than me, if that, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah, he's, and he's like the biggest supporter. And he's always the first one to cheer me on. Like if I get book a job, you know, it's never like, oh, well, what about me? Or, you know, that, and he's, he's never, ever been like that. He's always just been like, this is amazing. So I think actually he's the one who's had to sacrifice more because mm. I don't think it's, well, no, it hasn't been easy. While this year might seem like the perfect chance for people in show business to just relax and enjoy a little sabbatical while everyone else's career is also on idle. Oh wait, there's still that nagging headmistress, biological time. Unfortunately, this career does kind of have a, you know, shelf life. Yes. Like you can't, I guess with musical mm. theater and acting, there's far more opportunities for once you get older but I mean dancing in the ensemble and you know covering different roles and doing an eight show performance you know week that's not something you can do often <laughs> until you you know are old yes <laughs> which yes. I don't know what that actually is yes. now yeah. but <laughs> there's a lot about this collective moment which freelance artists and performers are especially well acquainted with. This is one of the biggest things I've thought about with COVID is that every time you finish a contract, each, each show or each end of a season or whatever, you go through this in a way because, mm. well, as a performer, I personally feel like every time I finish a contract, it's that whole readjustment into it sounds stupid, but like normal life, like it takes me a while to be like, okay, I'm here. I'm like somewhere on a weeknight or <laughs> I, I have a weekend where I can make plans or mm. it's kind of like you, you ended something and we all know this feeling of uh, having no work, first of all, having mm. no uh, paycheck and being in kind of limbo about what's going to happen next. So it's, it's kind of like familiar, mm. <laughs> but also totally not. Yeah. And while to be a working actress is essentially to master the art of waiting, this hope has never had to endure so much alone. But after a while, like, it's just really hard to find the motivation. You know, mm. as dancers, as performers, that's what we crave. We crave that community. Everyone mm. craves community, right. um, whether you're a dancer or not. But to keep up your training when you're taking a class with, some, with mm. someone on screen and not having the right space, having like running the risk of hurting yourself because yeah. you don't have the correct, you know, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. And just keeping that motivation, like knowing that I know for like my colleagues who have shows lined up that just keep getting postponed and it's like to just keep your head, you know, above the water. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Um, never mind the fact that you're not earning a salary. Oh yeah, <laughs> for the whole year. You don't work. You don't get paid. Exactly. Yeah. It's not fatalistic to think this way. When iconic spaces like the Fugard, Cape Town's exquisite theater in the heart of historic District Six, announces that it's closing its doors until probably sometime next year, it throws everything into question. When the bleakest episodes of this nightmare reality are finally over, who will still be standing, ready to champion the arts? What will the brave new world of the theater look like? What would it mean to lose the fugard, though? I mean, have you? Can you even imagine? No, I can't. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last Friday was the last, the permanent staff. So obviously the performers and actors and staff work on a freelance base, basis, mm -hmm. but they have a bunch of permanent staff. They had obviously been um, like retrenched before, but they had their final day. It was just so sad. Like, it's just like another sad thing, mm. <laughs> you know, to yeah. kind of process. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's a lot. I mean, the Fugard especially, it's just like such a, special place you know we don't know what's next but we do know what we had and it was pretty great and that is worth a pause the fugard theater was just like a dream i mean i did quite a few shows there and mm. coming back to the fugard is just like so special from like the people who work at the door, the security, the barman, the ushers, and then all the way up to the producer and the directors and choreographers. Like everyone is really like just a special family, actually. Mm. What makes it made it so special for me as well is that all the musicals that we that I worked on with them were um, in a way original musicals. So they own the rights to the music and the book but like the choreography and staging and stuff like that was all kind of workshopped with the cast um, and the director and choreographer so that was like a lot of hard work and quite frustrating at times because you're creating things fresh and it's you know takes a long time for the puzzle to fit together but to be in those teams that created mm. original work like yeah. it's really special yeah of course I had to ask the actress about her next role like maybe it's a mom mm. um i don't know i don't know what like now that also feels scary to me obviously in my industry that's like and especially as a as a female this as i said before your body is like your job so it is very daunting to think about pregnancy and birthing and all that kind of thing and then thinking about a career after you know continuing afterwards yeah but I mean loads of people have done it and I have so many friends who are amazing um and I have an amazing husband so I think I'm pretty on track for like that to be awesome for me but I can't like this can't be like the end <laughs> you know like a lot of like I've been this. talking to a lot of mm -hmm. my friends who also finished the Chicago in January and didn't necessarily have another show lined up. Like, can't just like be ending now. Like, you know. Because you know about endings mm -hmm. through ending of a performance, mm 
could you tell the rest of us, like <laughs> mere mortals, about, yeah, how to just navigate the unknown? And especially, I think you, Jenna, that you have stuck to your dream. And that's an amazing thing, like through the rejection and through the the periods of unknown, the waiting periods. How do we wait during this time? Sure. It's hard. It's not easy. I think, yeah, I think, I guess in my mind, I'm always like something, it's not, it can't just be the end. Like there has to be something on the horizon. And Mm. I don't know, I am like, I'm super optimist. So I always kind of see the the silver lining but the waiting some days it's just a day mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you don't even know what you did the whole day so and then other days I'm like cool I'm watching this musical and then I'm listening to the soundtrack and then I'm thinking about what I can give back in terms of if it's teaching or if it's you know so I guess every day is kind of different well, I, I mean, think... you, you reminding you, like what you're just saying now is you're kind of reminding yourself in little ways of the things that stir you, you know, yeah. listening to things and, mm. and watching things and also thinking a bit more broadly, maybe about what you can do within your, mm. your passion, within your career. Yeah. Which is, I think what a lot of us have had to do. And that can be a very creative space as well. I know. I just put a lot of pressure on myself, I think. So it can also be like, I think, not a very safe space because I'll I'll get into that mode of like, what can I create? Or, oh, I could do this and let me listen to this and I'm excited about this. But then it's almost like paralyzing. So then you end up, you know, a week will go by and I wouldn't have even thought about what I initially thought about. I mean, I hear what you're saying. It's like if we do creative work that involves spending a lot of time by ourselves. So for me, like as a writer, mm. my next book, you know, what? And then it's like, that's not what I want to do. I just want to survive. <laughs> so it's really about staying alive, but and just in little ways, like feeding who we are and connecting with that mm-hmm. core, the ways that we can responsibly and letting ourselves dream mm-hmm. in the meanwhile, but also like not letting those dreams like always come with a whole big laundry list of like, mm-hmm. you know, got to do this, got to do that. Yeah. It makes sense that we rely on theater metaphors to comprehend the endings and transitions. A show is a dress rehearsal for life, for the new roles we're forced to take on, for the end of a good run. I mean, a lot of people that I've spoken to have just said, like, when we do get back on stage or when creators get to work again, and it is going to be, it's going to be amazing. Um, Mm. but I don't know how, (laughs) because it's really hard when like a theater, like the Fugard is closing its doors, you know, um, I don't know. It's really hard. 
I don't know who will go to the theater. <laughs> like, it's quite a, a thing. I mean, it's it's just not the same. Like, if you have to sit separated from the person that you know, I'm, I just think about watching a show. That's the whole reason you go is to like feel the energy and. This has been Saying Goodbye with me, Haley Gaunt. Original theme music by Brian Keidel. Search for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.